Thanks for tuning in to Be the Man. I hope you are blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you are blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets. guys welcome to be the man eli and i are right here together we are just tickled to death to have your ear for a little while i don't know if you're in the car on the way to work or on the way home or maybe you're on a treadmill somewhere Uh, i don't know what you're doing but whatever you are i pray that the lord's presence is real to you in this moment and we're excited to be able to speak into your life this has been one of the most fun endeavors that I've ever undertaken in the ministry. It is so outside of the norm. It has been good for me to, to engage in this kind of activity, especially with, with young men, with Johnny, and even going to do some more um, wider cast things in the future together, bring some other folks in. But today it's really good just to be sitting at the table here with with Eli. You doing good today, bud? I'm pretty good. I'm thrilled to be here as well. So uh, thanks for having me out. I'm excited, man. So I got something really cool. Uh, I know we're double-digit episodes deep in this. and 13, and, I think. Ah, I love that. So, and I hope we keep on going, dude. I really do. This is uh, That's my mindset, just sewing into marriage. I um, want to talk about something maybe that doesn't cross your mind a lot today, guys. Uh, and I hope that it will help you if I bring this to your attention. And, and maybe Eli and I can give you some some fodder, some some positive Uh, feedback and some positive information on how to implement this in your marriage especially and maybe in your life overall so Eli is um, if you could see us sitting at this table right now before we started we always pray and I I told him I think I see fat and fit sitting at the table today and I'm not fit let me just give you that I'm not the fit guy so uh, Eli is fit and just doing his thing and man I'm, I'm I'm aspiring to catch up with Eli I, I never will, but it's a good goal. I remember dreamers a couple of while. I dream a little bit about catching up with Eli. Uh, Eli's athletic and, and fit. And so, Eli, if I were to ask you, what do you think is the most important and necessary attribute of an athlete, maybe in any field? might be basketball. I watched a little with my son and, and love to be. Watched a little, uh, watched the game seven the other night, Celtics and, and the Heat. Watched that game seven with him as we were putting up shelves and Riley's little townhouse down there. Um, what, even basketball, it could be football, baseball, even any sport you can think of, pickleball. What do you think the most integral characteristic of any athlete, male, female, anywhere, what do you think is most important? What are some of the important things of being an athlete, man? Yeah, I think it. It even comes down to whenever, you know, I, the difference between when I was a collegiate athlete a couple of years ago versus now as a just a guy who likes to go exercise. I love it. I think there is a, there's a lot of comparisons in all kinds of athletes. And I think if I were to put, you know, I could probably come up with three really good aspects of an athlete that they all need to have. And I think one of them is determination. I all think right. every athlete needs to be able to be determined that. and go out there and get it. I think another thing that athletes all got to have is they have to have a utility aspect of them, a versatility. Oh. You know, be able to, you know, 
two different things, to, man. Yeah, to have a balance of, of circumstances and situations. And, you know, whenever I get thrown something that I'm not you know, super familiar with as an athlete or a new workout, I got to be able to adapt to that. And adjust. Adjust. Absolutely. And have that kind of well-rounded athletic ability All to right. be able to overtake those things. And finally, um, I think it just comes down to confidence, you yeah. know, having confidence as an athlete. That's pretty important, too, because there's a lot of guys who, like those NBA players. Yeah. They've got confidence to get up there and play that game in front of Give all those people. Give me the ball, people. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, yeah. when it comes down to those three things, I think those are the biggest ones. And, and for me, I, it's, it's funny, you know, I'm thinking about when I was a, an athlete at, in Montreat. I had to have a lot of well-rounded uh, versatility, that middle aspect yeah. I talked about of balance and being able to uh, – I had so many things they were making me do. And I was trying to balance all of them. Like, well, how can I run fast but also get, you know, a lot of muscle and throw a, yeah. a ball really far or whatever right. or a discus. Yeah. So I think that one might be the most crucial. Absolutely. But there's a there's a lot that goes into that. But, yeah, I hope that answers Coming from the decathlete, Eli, right there. Yeah. Absolutely, Swiss man. Swiss Army knife. Absolutely. You, know? <laughs> you got to have all those things. Exactly. And balance uh, in is, is what I'm focusing on today because I'm with you. I think every athlete in every sport in any way – has to learn to balance certainly adversity uh, forces that are coming from the outside but that balance on the inside is big too to have that inner inner center um, and even physical balance you have to have an, a measure of physical balance if you're going to be athletic in, in any form I, I think it might be the most important trait of any athlete I remember this has been 20 years ago, so I'm telling my age right here. That's I told you, fit and fat sitting here. Uh, yeah, young and, and older <laughs> sitting here. I can, I'm telling my age. I can remember 20 years ago watching the NFL draft when it first it really started being a thing. You know, you used, you used to you didn't watch the draft, you know, but now it's a, it's a program in and of itself. And when it really started being a thing, they were interviewing talent uh, evaluators, coaches, and all this thing, and – and one of the questions, it stuck in my mind, you know, what are you looking for in these athletes? What are you looking for? What's the most important thing that, that you need in an athlete? And it was surprising to me how time and time and time again, those evaluators, those prognosticators, trying to see who's going to be really good in the long run, would say, we look for balance, physical balance. Can, are, are they easily, especially football, yeah. one bit of contact, does that throw you off or can you get through it? Can you maintain your balance? Can you hold that block? Can you, can you, can you fight off that uh, block? Uh, can you get through to the running back? Can you, when he cuts, can you cut? So they were looking for absolute uh, balance above all things. Think about a gymnast or a, any kind of Olympic athlete like you're talking about. How they do that balance beam, I have no idea, man. Uh, but it's, an, it's something that is developed in an athlete as they rehearse over time. And I think, guys, that in our lives today, and especially for the journey that we are on as men, because Eli and I are on this journey with you. The two of us are doing the same thing that you are doing. We're out there day in and day out, just, just trying to be the man. And I think one of the things we overlook, gentlemen, is the need for balance, the ability to balance those circumstances, as Eli pointed out, uh, being able to do a lot of different things and think about a lot of different things at the same time, being able to be strong yet flexible and and solid, but yet quick. And, and that, that balance that comes, the need for that in athletics parallels, if you're going to be the man, 
it's essential for your journey in being that that you have balance. Because if you think about it, Eli, what, what are we balancing as men today? I mean, what comes at you as a young man that you're trying to, to keep six things going? What are some of those things you're trying to balance, man? I, mean, I think about the NFL draft you were talking about. Those guys have to do bench press. They got to do the run. They got to do all these other different things. And there's so many things that that can compare to in our lives as men. I mean, for a lot of men, we have, you know, they have families, they have um, children, they have a wife, they have a job, you know, and, and they have um, their, you know, side of the family, their mom and dad. They may be taking care of their parents. Absolutely. You, you know? got it, brother. So there's all kinds of things that go into that. Yeah, I was thinking as I was preparing for today in prayer, I was just thinking about um, my, my later life. I was on the phone with a good friend of mine before I walked down here um, just, just talking. He's a, maybe a year or two younger than me. And I told him, I, I really envisioned getting older and things getting simpler and uh, slower. And that hasn't happened, man. It seems like it's gotten more complicated and faster. And the requirement for balance in my life is harder to achieve today than it, than it seemed like it was. It was probably just as hard years ago. I'm probably just living in the moment. But it seems like I was expecting it to be a lot easier and, and it's just not. The, the need is still there. I was talking with him that Tammy and I at this moment have found ourselves engaged in several different households. We were thinking as the kids launched that that, that would uh, pare our household down even lower and we would have just the two of us. And the reality is just what you mentioned. For some guys out there, they're taking care of their parents, both sets. Yep. Um, some, some cases, three sets of parents, whatever the family dynamic is. You, you got work out there. You got your children. If they're away at college, that's another household you're managing. Right. So there's just a lot of processes. And here I am on the Be The Man podcast, heaping all this stuff on you guys out there saying, you got to get this done if you want to be the man. And you might be saying, Pastor, how in the world am I going to get all that done? Uh, well, the good thing is you don't have to do it all every day. Um, just sowing thoughts into your mind so that as little things come up, you're able to enhance your relationship with your wife. One of those things is balance. How do we, as leaders, as guys who are trying to be the man for our, for our wives, certainly first and foremost, for our children, for all the people that we're in ministry with, Eli, that, that depend on you, yep. um, how do we achieve that? Well, I've brought two thoughts that seems not enough for a Baptist preacher. Two thoughts, but don't be afraid. Under one of them, I have three thoughts. So uh, I actually have five, but just under two main headings, just ways, guys, that we can achieve balance, um, which is essential if we're going to be the man. we got to be ready for all that life throws at us, the expected, the unexpected, as our relationships with our spouse grow and mature and deepen and enhance. You know, how do we react to those changes as physical changes in us happen, uh, mental changes, the stress has come? How, how do we deal with those things? How can we balance all that change and all the, and the enemy, guys, don't underestimate him. If he can keep you off balance, that's, that's his prime directive. If he can keep you guessing and, and unstable, uh, that is what he is after, man. So... I'm praying for you guys that you achieve this balance through the Holy Spirit. Here's two things the Lord gave me, and uh, I, I'll probably call Eli in on a couple of these too. And he has so many good thoughts, and I just love his voice being involved with this. Number one, guys, uh, think about this. How do I achieve the balance that's essential for the journey um, if I'm going to be the man? Number one, 
I think you achieve balance through what I call clear priorities. I think if you have really clear priorities, guys, in your life and, and certainly in your home between you and your spouse, and guys, if you're heading toward marriage, maybe, maybe not where Eli is even, maybe just praying for that person to come, I would challenge you even now to start thinking through what kind of clear priorities do I have in my life and what kind of clear priorities do I have in my home? So, you know, Eli, I'll let you answer first. What, what do you see, you know, the pecking order? What do you see in your home and in your life? And we've talked about this maybe in the first or second podcast, but what do you think is the most important element in your life as a human being and in your life as a husband? What do you think's got to come first every day in your life, man? Just throw a few things out there. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, uh, that's obviously a loaded question. You know, I could go, you know, we could go into that really, you know, in depth. But I think on the surface, there's, I, I always narrow it down to the three big things that I can say are the top priorities of my life. And one, be in my relationship with the Lord. Amen. Yes. So I think that has got to be the, the number one priority above all else. Secondly, being the relationship I have with my fiance and soon to be bride. That. Yes. And finally is family and ministry. So I think those those three or four things kind of come into play in the, the, the pecking order of priorities because if they and if they get out of order, I think there can be some mishap. But I think if those things are the top priorities, then um, the Lord will be honored first and foremost. Amen. And everything from there will fall in place. Amen. And that's really perfect, Eli. And and I will say to you, in counseling with couples, I try to do this. I try to give them a checklist. And how, how do you know if you're out of balance? Well, it's pretty easy to know, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, things get a little haywire. Things are a little wonky. Things are a little tense between you and your bride. Mm-hmm. seems like the kids just, you know, feeling a little funny, and you can't get them where they're supposed to be, and even their lives are a little shaky. And you can look around and see that things are out of balance. Well, here's the thing I would tell you today. Go back and check the pecking order for your priorities. I, I'm going to tell you something I love about a friend of mine, and this has been years ago. He said to me, when I was talking with him about how to achieve this in our lives together, just the two of us were talking, and he said, Stace, i got to be honest with you. I know what it should be, and he articulated it just like we did. He yep. said, I know what it should be. I, I know what it should be, but he said, in practicality, I find myself slipping away from that And if I'm honest with myself, if I assess it and I'm honest with myself, my priorities should be the Lord, my wife, and and then my family, God's call in my life. But I find that I slip into eating, sleeping, and going to work. And he was just being so honest. He was so honest. And, man, that struck me. That He said, I have to get real with myself sometimes and say, hey, you've missed it. You've you've started prioritizing these things in your life. And you've left the best things over here. So, guys, essential for the journey is balance through clear priorities. I even put a couple more on my list, Eli, down the line to help maybe uh, bridge us into the next statement and see what you think about these because certainly the Lord is first. Remember Ephesians 5.21, submit yourselves one to another out of reverence for the Lord in the fear of the Lord. So you have to keep him first. That is absolutely clear in the marriage relationship. Then the relationship with your wife, she has got to be second. That's absolutely right. Then you've got family and ministry obligations. They come third. And Eli, I sow especially into young ministers. If you're a pastor, a minister, someone who's leading a small group, even someone who's just involved heavily in the work of the Lord at your church, let me applaud you. 
And let me thank you for being that involved because the church doesn't operate depending on paid personnel or vocational ministers. If a church is going to be great, it takes lay people getting involved and giving of their time under the call of the Lord. Going to go into a series on Jonah. Guys, I encourage you, even if you go to another place to get your ministry, it is going to be the, one of the best summer series. I'm so excited about Jonah uh, coming up. You know, just these things of getting involved under the call of the Lord and what does that mean for your life and serving a really big God. That's important what you do. But even out of that third category flows so many things. When you talk about family and ministry, you're talking about work. You know, so there's some guys out there going, Pastor, I'm working 70 hours a week. Yeah. I'm working. How do I do that? I think about leisure time. You know, you need to get away. You need to have some leisure time. So, Pastor, how do I balance that in relationship to, to, uh, to my bride and to my family, to my home? Well, you have to think about those three uh, things that Eli articulated so well. And, guys, I did not give him the answers to those. I'm going to tell you, this is a smart young man. I put him on the box today, and he just came right through. Uh, so all of those things, uh, we have to have a real understanding that they are priority, but, but see that they seek to serve the ones that are above. When you get down into that family and ministry category, they seek to serve the ones who are above. So young men in ministry, your ministry never is bigger than your marriage. Never is. Your ministry is never bigger than your marriage. Uh, that comes first. Your ministry is never bigger than your master. If you're not rightly related to the master, you're never going to be an effective minister for the call of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same is true, guys, for you folks that are heavily involved in lay ministry that lay ministry is never bigger than your marriage. It is never bigger than your master. You have to understand that it's there to serve those two that are above it. The same that is true for work. The same is true for children. The same is true for your extended family. The same is true for your leisure activities. All those things are there to serve those first two priorities in your life and to help you do those well. And when you begin to clearly prioritize things in your life and keep them in that order now Eli knows I'm a loosey-goosey kind of guy anybody that has ever been around me knows that I am very comfortable lying by the seat of my pants and reorganizing and reprioritizing that I'm just really comfortable being a glue guy what's not getting done let me plug in there and try to get that done I'm really comfortable with that but at some point you have to have some kind of spine to hang that on even if you're loosey-goosey guys so don't, don't throw this out the window and say, well, I'm not a planner. I'm not that guy that writes two or three things down. Well, you need to be that guy in this moment and clearly prioritize for yourself. And, guys, I encourage you to check it often. When you feel a little pressure in your relationship with your spouse, run right back here and say, am I out of balance? Have I been spending too much time away? Have I been spending too much time at work? Have I been spending too much time in the ministry? I'll even put that on myself. Have I been just neglecting the top two priorities and letting one of those priorities that are meant to serve the top two begin to usurp the top two? And man, when you do that, you're going to lose balance in your life every time in every aspect, that decathlete, every aspect of the man that you're trying to be is going to suffer if you lose that core balance, guys, and especially your relationship to the Lord and especially your relationship to your spouse. So... Uh, balance comes, first of all, Eli, through clear priorities. I believe that. And then let's kind of launch into this thought, Eli. 
you have to balance off also comes through this also comes through mutual planning i'm gonna say that again i didn't say that really well so i'm gonna say it again so you can understand it balance comes through what i call mutual planning so all of those areas that serve the top two they don't just involve you they involve other people the top two involves your decision and mine eli you know how i relate to the lord's on me right it really is it doesn't fall in anybody else's camp uh, how i treat my wife that's on me it doesn't fall in anybody else's camp but when you get down in these lower levels all of a sudden you got other people yep. that are in the mix so balance comes through mutual planning and i think the primary partner obviously eli that you have in planning in regards to those things that come down there with family ministry leisure time work all those things is your spouse you gotta sit down and mutually plan in relationship uh, to those areas uh, now i'm gonna throw two at you eli that i see over and over as sticking points in people's relationships when couples come to me and they're out of balance they're struggling and i boil it down I usually find that there's some imbalance in the planning in a couple of areas. There's a lack of communication, I'll just say it that way, in a couple of areas in their life. The number one is this, finances. I know you hear this all the time, but guys, you have to mutually plan with your spouse in the area of personal finance. I believe, Eli, it's the number one place that balance destroyers, that's what I call them, begin to slip in. Doubt, mistrust, blame, guilt. If you went out and made a purchase and you're thinking, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I drive that brand-new Camaro Super Sport into the driveway without asking Tammy about it. That's a balance destroyer in your relationship every time well baby i just thought it was the right thing to do and if i didn't buy it right then the man was going to sell it to the next guy uh let me caution you against those kind of things guys now why do i say that i think one of my greatest models in in ministry uh, in, in marriage are my mom and dad I, I just love them they are great models for tammy and i uh, there's a story before i was born that they still tell today and guys i'm 55 so this happened a long time ago and they still haven't forgotten it that dad bought a brand new automobile and drove it up in the driveway one evening and mom came out and i almost wasn't born i think she liked to kill him right then and there and they still tell that story and like eli they laugh about it but i can't imagine what it was really like in that moment so learn from that guys now that's huge and i did that on purpose i swung the pendulum way out there on purpose but apply that to daily life okay you know making financial decisions on your own without even mentioning or including your spouse you know that's 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 going to be a balance destroyer in your life so Eli, I know you and Hope have a plan financially. We talked about that briefly. And certainly, maybe we'll do a podcast just on finances at some point and get into that deeply. Uh, but you guys have a plan. Let me ask you this. Do you see one or the two of you, uh, Do you even have you even gotten that far yet? Do you see one of the two of you as being what I would call maybe the, taking the primary role in executing finances? Or how, how do you guys, how do you see yourselves going about that? Yeah, I it's we've already kind of discussed that a little bit because there's a, a premarital workbook that we've been kind of going through together i love that guys and uh in that book it talks about finances and even just in our lives we talked about it and i think 
I definitely am going to be the one taking that primary role on, you know, making sure the accounts are okay, the yeah. bills and our, our retirement funds and stuff like that. And not because she doesn't know, because she knows it just as well as I do. Absolutely. But I think having, you know, I taken that pressure off of her and saying, hey, I'm going to take responsibility for this so that way you don't have that pressure. And it's a mutual understanding, which has, you know, been a natural thing for us. I love that. So, And, guys, that's exactly what I would encourage you to find in your relationship yeah. is that what works for you too. Because there are some relationships that the lady just feels comfortable yeah. running the household. and taking, I think of the Proverbs 31 woman. You know, if you read through Proverbs 31, guys, you feel, you can see really clearly that dear lady ran that household from a business perspective. I mean, she's looking at land. She's buying land. She's, she's doing it all, man, from the get-go, and, and that's okay um, if that's what's comfortable in your relationship. Some relationships, you know, I take the lead. I'll be honest with you. Tammy knows everything that's going on in our house, and maybe that is the point I'm trying to make here. But as far as executing it and overseeing it, that would be a burden to her. Yeah. She wouldn't enjoy that. It would be something that would drive her nuts, just to be honest with you. Right. For me, I'm okay doing that. But the point is, we mutually came to that decision. And, guys, I try to keep her informed on everything that we, we got going on. I'll, I will just give you a little example of how we operate literally. I've got me a nice glass of hot tea sitting in front of me right here. And literally, as I was making that hot tea, a few minutes before we sat down here and started laying this podcast down, mm -hmm. I get a text from Tammy, I've just finished my workout, I'm heading to Walmart, it, are we good for that? We, is the money set aside for that? Just, I, I thought to myself, how the Lord's timing works. Yeah. And there, not, she not, now listen, she wasn't checking in with me, I'm not saying that. What we're saying is, she's telling me, look for, hey, look, she knows I, I manage that side of it, look for this expense, I'm heading to Walmart, it's me, everything's good, she knows we got money set aside, praise be unto God, uh, to buy a few groceries for the house, so just that little mutual communication, letting each other know where you are and what's going on, guys, that can go a long, long ways, and most couples don't even really want to talk about this, Eli, I, I read a magazine article uh, that reports that the majority of married couples do not, the large majority, they didn't give a percentage, but this is a quote from a great article I read. It says, the large majority of married couples do not make financial decisions together, not even day-to-day -day finances together. And that, guys, is a problem. So watch out for that and then mutually sit down together and begin to, to, to plan your finances. I'm going to tell you why finances are a sticking point. Because there's a lot of emotion attached to them. Eli, there's a lot of emotion that comes with finances. There's, a, there's emotion attached to other things. But when you get to messing with money, it seems like emotions get involved quickly. And I promise you, when you begin to struggle financially in your home, and we'll talk about this deeper at another time, just what I talked about, those balance destroyers will slip in. She spends too much money. I remember my grandmother used to say, that lady spends his money quicker with a spoon than he can bring it in the house with a shovel. And what she was proud of was she didn't spend granddaddy's money. She thought that was just the, the greatest thing. And, and there you go. All right, if financial stress is in your house, guys, I promise you the first thing the enemy's going to do is say, well, it's her fault. 
That's what he's going to tell you. It's her fault. If she wouldn't do this, if she wouldn't go get her nails done, and I'm bridging here, if she wouldn't get over there, man, we might have some money. If she would do this, that, or the other. And she's thinking the same thing. Oh, if he if he quit buying those expensive golf balls, and he, man, how much does he pay for a round of golf? And, and if it gets to that, guys, I promise you, it's not the trip to the nail salon, and it's not the golf balls. That's not what it is. There's a problem further up the line than that so watch it okay and as you begin to look for balance achieve it certainly through clear priorities and as a result of those priorities begin to indoctrinate mutual planning on those lower levels and watch how your wife responds guys if you run the finances in your home you watch how your spouse responds if you go to her and say baby how are the finances working for you is it meeting your needs? Is it getting you, is it getting it done? Do you have enough to, to take care of the kids when you're with them? Do you have enough to, to buy that shirt, that dress, whatever it is you see, that pair of shoes when you need it? How are finance? You will watch her mouth hit the floor when you walk to her and say, how are things going financially? Oh, my gosh, she will respond to you in a way that you can't believe. And if you are the guy that, that lets her, and hey, praise God, there's... One way or another is no better. Whatever works for your family, go to her if you're on the other end and she's responsible for executing him and say to her, how can I do a better job? How can I take more pressure off of you? How can I give you an outlet in decision-making where you don't feel like you're on an island? And you watch her mouth, her, drop, her bottom jaw hit the ground as you are endeavoring to mutually plan even in the day-to-day with her. So there's a little word. I, that was my preacher voice, Eli. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to back off. So finance is mutual planning. Number two is mutually plan your personal time away. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's healthy to have personal time. It is. It's a healthy thing to have personal time away. What are you talking about? Well, a lot of you guys go hunting. I mean, you do. Now, you know, you, hey, I, I know because I've pastored long enough, Eli. There's, there's, a, there's a few seasons in the yep. fall. There's a, there's a couple of weeks in the fall where I have several guys come to me, and they'll say, now, don't look for me this week, Pastor. I'm I'm deer hunting or I'm turkey, turkey season. Don't look for me because I'm going to be. And they take trips. And you know what I say? Praise be unto God. That's wonderful. You know, for me, I, I can't tell you how many years of my ministry here uh, have been harder in these last couple. But, hey, you know, I knew for 20 years in January I was going to be gone with a group of men from the church. We were going to go play golf together and just fellowship. And right. I marked it on my calendar, and I look forward to it. And that's healthy. Yeah. That's good. That's good time. Again, don't lose your identity and your own, uh, your own hobbies, your own interests. Don't let them die. Personal time is big. But I'm going to tell you, it can be a balance killer. If you do not communicate well about it and it's not mutually planned, and I'm going to even go one step further, if, if it's not equally divided on both sides of the fence, okay? So think about this. It's a healthy thing. Why? In reality, absence makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? I mean, when you spend a little time away from your spouse... Oh, my gosh, that reunion is really cool That's if right. it's if it's healthy. Secondly, trust grows. You know, um, when your spouse goes away on that business trip or even with the guys or if your wife goes away with the ladies to Charleston to shop for a weekend, here I'm speaking out of my own life experience. That's just what comes to my mind. If that's what happens, you know, I, I can tell you I don't ever worry where Tammy is, what she's doing. Right. Uh, the more that happens, the deeper your trust grows. Uh, the deeper and more implicitly you just 
Don't even think about what they're doing. So it's really healthy to begin to spend that time away. And what a joy for, for me to know that she trusts me when I'm away with the guys. I remember, and this is, I don't even know why this came to my mind, but I remember on one of our church golf trips, Eli, we were, um, after a round, just wore out. You know, we'd played 27 holes, and we're looking for a place to eat, and others, 25 of us or so, that decided we were going to go eat together. And the guy recommended this steakhouse for us. And we thought, oh, that's great. And he said, steak, seafood, because we're down toward the coast. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's a win right there. Yep. Let's go. So we pull in the parking lot, and we realize that this big building that, that is a steakhouse in the front is a gentleman's club in the back. So half of it is a steakhouse, <laughs> and half of it is a gentleman's club. And you know, as we walked in that steakhouse, what, what a joy it really was for me to be, to be with a bunch of men and, and think, and hear their comments, you know, hear what they say, hear what they said out loud about it, and think to myself, what a joy that that didn't, it didn't cross my mind, it didn't cross their mind to go to the other end of that house. It didn't even cross their mind. Mm-hmm. And to me, I thought, hallelujah and praise be unto God. That's just not even a part of my thought process uh, to, to roll that way. And trust. When, when you go, you begin to trust yourself. You begin to even say, my gosh, you know, yep. how much I love my wife that, that I have, that she fulfills my needs, that she exceeds in that capacity in such a way. So I know that when she's gone, I know the same things are happening, that, that the enemy is good at putting stuff out there, but it, I know it doesn't even cross her mind. And the more that you do that and the more that you allow that freedom and that's my third thought in this absent makes the hearts grow fonder trust grows and freedom comes when 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 your spouse feels like you're okay with her going and doing those things Eli what do you what do you do do you have a trip like that or something you do it doesn't have to be a trip and this is what I'm driving toward it can be something you do a weekly basis just a a few hours of a day somewhere do you have something you do like that I just think about both of me and Hope were in school, or she's in school for another year, and you know that times where she's gone for a week, you know, and, and that's yeah. that absent makes the heart grow fonder kind of idea comes into play, and whether I want it to be personal time or not, I get it. Yeah. So it's like I'm 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 I'll do my own thing, and you know when we get that reuniting together at the end of the week, it's like that's so much How sweeter, cool. you know. How cool, man. So I think there's that that part of the personal time with us, but. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's cool, man. And I know Eli has a ton of hobbies, too. So he is, yeah. uh, I say he's fit. He's fit. He's working out. He's running. I know he and Johnny get me under conviction all the time. We're going for an eight-mile run, Pastor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm hoping to walk eight minutes to the car out, out in the mall parking lot, Eli. That's what I'm trying to do. So there's some stuff out there, oh, yeah. personal time and freedom. The freedom to know that that's there in your relationship, guys, is big. Just to have fun for fun's sake. Um, there's a great friend of mine that, um, that I love the way he and his wife termed this. He shared this with me. I just love him and respect how he leads his house and his home. And he's younger than me. He's a lot younger than me, but he is really setting the standard, in my opinion, for he's doing it so right, and they're doing it so right. Got two young girls that I love like they were my own, man. Just love that little family. And so many out there like that. Just the Lord has put so many great families in my life uh, that you don't have to be older to be a model. All these young families are modeling. You are modeling, Eli, what being the man is really about. So he, he came to me one time, and, and we weren't talking about this, but he said, 
um, my wife and I through the year, and here's this planning of the mutual time that I'm getting back to. Plan your mutual time to, to, together. Plan mutually what time you're going to have apart. He said, we intentionally, in our budget, I'm going to tie these two things together, in our budget, we set aside what we call fun money for each of us. He said, it's for time away. Uh, you know, I might be away with the guys for three days. She might take a trip with the girls for three days. Yep. No one has to point fingers and say she's spending money or he's spending money that we don't have. We know that time's coming. So, hey, she stuck me with the kids and told me she was gone for three days or vice versa. Um, I think that is a beautiful picture of what I'm talking about. Plan for yourself this mutual time to, together. You know, guys, I will say this. Find balance in that for your spouse, okay? Because I'm just going to be painfully honest, okay? <laughs> when couples come to me, then this is an issue. I'm going to give you 90% of the time. It's the wife saying, he's gone here doing this. He's gone here doing that. He's gone there doing this. And I don't ever leave the house. So, guys, I'm going to challenge you. Yes, I got no issue. With you taking that week off to for, you know, opening season fishing in April, I, I got no problem with trout season opening and you being gone with the guys fishing. for. I got no problem with that. But here's my question for you. What are you doing to reciprocate that for your bride? How are you balancing that for her? What are you intentionally planning with her? Just like you, and do you come in and tell her, I would not advocate this, Eli, because it isn't going to go well. Uh, do you come in and tell her, well, I won't be home this week. You just do the best you can. Mm. Uh, or do you come in and say, let's plan together our time this year. And I, I, I would, I love, you know, I love going here. and I love, I'm love. i going to tell you something. You come in, and I, I mentioned finances, but let me tell you. You come in and say to your wife, I really appreciate you letting me take that um, week at the lake with the guys. I really appreciate you letting me ease away during hunting season. I know it puts extra burden on you. I know that it, that it leaves you doing things that, that normally I'm here to do, and I really appreciate that. How can I reciprocate that? How can I build time into our schedule to let you kind of get away to be you with some people just for fun's sake and just for gross sake? And you, again, watch your spouse's jaw hit the ground when she hears that from you and watch how she responds. So, guys, I'm challenging you to be the man. Early on in our relationship, I didn't, I, I want to frame this right. Early on in our relationship, we planned well for this. So it turned, turned out that Tammy loves things not so much a week away. She loves, I mentioned earlier, take a couple of girls with her, go to Charleston. Take a couple of girls with her, go for an overnight to, to Charlotte to see Shonda Pierce, something like that. Uh, she loves doing that with, with ladies. But I'm going to tell you what really ministers to her is just one night out, at dinner somewhere with three or four of her buds that she can just be her, talk about this balance in life and talk about what the Lord's doing and just have a minute that she's not pastor's wife because that's a lot of time she spends being their Stacy's wife. And for her to be out and to be her with her buds, just so we started calling it Girls' night out. I'd say, baby, when you when's your next when's your next girls' night out? When is that? Oh man, I hadn't planned one. And I got to tell you, I really hit a home run when I say, hey, when's your next girls' night out? And she hadn't planned one yet. That's a home run right yeah. there, brother. She loves that. So she gets on the well now. Used to get on the phone, but now she can start texting folks, and and they can have one set up really quickly. Um, 
I remember her daddy was a Marine sergeant. And you're talking now, guys, 35, 34 years ago. When he first heard that she was having a girls' night out, he didn't understand that too much, man. He did not get that. And he came to me and said, what in the world's that? What's that? And he was straight, dude. And I, was, I respected and loved him above all else. I did, and I miss him. He's home to be with the Lord. But when we first got married, he did not understand that. And, and that generation, really, that wasn't a thing for them. That wasn't in play, you know. Um, so, guys, I'm here to tell you, make sure that what you're doing, mutually plan it with your spouse. And in that mutual planning, make sure that you're giving her the freedom Giving her the freedom to have that same time out for herself with her people, doing what she loves, something she loves, in the same way that, that you are. I'm going to give you a quote, and I'm going to draw this to a close, Eli. We're going to land this plane. So, Pastor, how can I know uh, that mutual planning? How can I know when I'm asking too much? Okay, that makes sense. How can I know when I'm gone too much? How can I? Well, I think a, a couple things would be will become obvious to you, but I want to give you this one quote that I think will help you because it's really an attitude. And if you keep this attitude, I don't think you're ever going to get to that place that I've spent too much time. Here, listen to this great quote. I love it. It says, whatever we do on our own should build up our marital bond. I like that. Whatever we do on our own should build up our marital bond and not tear it down. I like that. Whatever we do on our own, guys, should build up our marital bond and not tear it down. If when you're gone for three days on that golf trip and you come home and it takes three weeks for the temperature of your household to regulate because you, you have infringed upon, listen, something is wrong. Whatever we do away, again, it should enhance that absence makes the heart grow fond. You should be looking forward to coming home. Uh, you know, it, it should build up trust, not tear it down. And it should enhance the freedom that your spouse has as well as the freedom that you have to still be you in that marital relationship. I love you guys so much. Eli, you have any, oh, here we are on balance. You have any other thoughts, man, out there that, that you want to throw in? I just... Last thought I had, I think about that episode of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, where he's he's at work all the time, and it, uh, his, his wife's wondering, are you at work because you just don't want to be at home? I love it. You know, and I, I love I, it. I want to, I, I think that's a, a, a good comparison of us not to be like that. You know, yeah. we don't stay, don't stay away all the time and, and spend time at home, be around your family. And don't be like Raymond, who just wants to be at work to get away from his Absolutely. His I love it, bro. That's one of my favorite shows, Eli. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, that's one of my wind downs at night. Absolutely. I'll pop on it. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. And, you know, guys, sometimes work does. And, again, we didn't talk a lot about that, but work does pull you away. But work is there again. Remember that to supply, to support those top two priorities. You know, what can I do for the Lord for my master? And how does that help my spouse and I achieve the goals that we've set together? Everybody loves Raymond. I love that, man. I do love that show. Yeah. So, guys, you know, seek for balance in your life. And I think maybe in parting, the best thing I can tell you is pray for the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and remember these two things. Balance comes through clear priorities. Make sure and check your priorities if you get a little bit out of balance. And secondly, Balance comes through mutual planning. Do not think that you will balance your relationship on your own. You're going to sit down with your spouse, and you will find that balance begins to flow when you plan mutually in every area of your relationship, but especially 
in those two balance robbers of finance and personal time. I love you guys. I'm praying for you balance this day. Stability in the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for that to be real in your life today. Eli, I love you. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. All right. Glad to see glad to have you guys here and glad to know you're listening. Share this with somebody if it's helping you out there. Uh, we love you. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Be The Man. I hope you were blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you were blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets. Thank you.